Hi everyone, this is Mark, and today I'm going to be talking about a film that I had heard a lot about, but never got around to seeing until recently. And uh, that film is the 1979 British drama film Quadrophenia, uh, directed by Frank Rodham, uh, with a screenplay by none other than the English rock band The Who, whose 1973 album Quadrophenia was the inspiration for the film. Uh, both the film and the album have been noted to have had a positive impact on the revival of the so-called mod revival, uh, which is a, was a uh, subculture that started in Scotland in 1978 and later spread to other countries around the world. And the mod subculture itself uh, began in London and went on to spread throughout Great Britain and uh, its elements included its members wearing often tailor-made suits, enjoying listening to music such as soul, rhythm, blues, ska and jazz, as well as the music of pop-rock groups such as The Who and The Small Faces. And uh, the mods were synonymous with the riding of motor scooters, uh, predominantly Lambrettas or Vespers. And another thing that was associated with the lifestyle of a mod was the use of amphetamines as well as spending all night at clubs and at house parties. And the film Quadrophenia captures every fundamental aspect of the mod subculture. To be honest, like the film, apart from the fact that mods were known to go around riding on motor scooters, I did not know that much about what it meant to be a mod and to live in that world. Most likely because I'm too young and I did not grow up uh, when and where mods were a common sight to see riding their Vespers and Lambrettas around in large numbers, which I'm sure was common at the time of the 1960s, which is the era the film Quadrophenia is set. Watching the film Quadrophenia was eye-opening in so many ways, mostly because it gave me an insight into a time and a culture that I was not that immersed in the details of, but also because of the absolutely amazing performance of the film's lead actor, Phil Daniels, who plays the character Jimmy Cooper, who is a disillusioned young man who lives with his parents and who has a job as a postroom boy at an advertising firm, who, when he is not working, lives, breathes and fully embraces the mod lifestyle of London in 1964. Jimmy Cooper, along with his fellow mod friends Dave, Chalky and Spider, spend their time riding their scooters, partying, taking amphetamines, as well as having fights with the Rockers, uh, who were another subculture of the time, uh, who were known for wearing leather jackets while riding their motorcycles. Um, while watching the film, I found myself deeply empathising with Phil Daniels' character, Jimmy Cooper. Why? Probably because of the way that he played the realistic angst that a teenage boy is known to go through, uh, which of course includes constantly looking for a purpose in life. Being a mod obviously gives Jimmy that vital feeling of inclusion and understanding that he craves, something that he's unable to get from either his parents or his co-workers. 
Jimmy's childhood friend, Kevin, uh, played by Ray Winston, is someone that Jimmy connects with early on in the film. Uh, however, Kevin is a member of the Rockers, who share a bitter rivalry with mods, uh, which is why Jimmy cannot openly admit that he and Kevin are friends, because doing so would not be something that would be understood nor accepted by either the mods or the Rockers. But for the most part, both Jimmy and Kevin stay on good terms with one another, even though the subculture that they are a part of uh, are bitter rivals um, and who regularly engage in serious and dangerous conflicts. And in one of the saddest um, scenes from the film, actually, Ray Winston's character Kevin is brutally attacked by the mods in retaliation for an attack made by the Rockers on the character Spider, who's played by Gary Shale. And though uh, Jimmy initially participates in the attack, when he finds out that Kevin um, is the one who's being attacked, um, he rides away in frustration um, at the sight of seeing his friends being beaten uh, by his um, mod associates. And... Um, in fact, all throughout the film, um, it's really apparent that uh, Jimmy is is, is struggling. Um, you know, we don't realise at certain points in the film why he's struggling, but he's definitely he struggles sometimes with um, the life being a mod. Um, and all throughout the film, we hear the members of the mods mention uh, how much they're looking forward to spending a planned bank holiday getaway together in Brighton, which is a seaside town on the south coast of England, uh, which will be filled with all the things that the mods enjoy doing. And among the scooter riders that all congregate in Brighton is the character of uh, Aceface, as he's called who's played by none other than singer, songwriter, musician, Sting, uh, who is this very flamboyant mod, um, but who, for the most part, doesn't say that much throughout the film, uh, until he and some of the other mods, including Jimmy, find themselves being arrested, detained, and uh, put before a magistrate uh, when they are fined £75, which would be equivalent to £1,600 in today's money, apparently. Um, throughout the film, we see that Jimmy has a crush on the character of Steph, uh, who's played by actor Leslie Ash, uh, who likes Jimmy, um, but who already has a boyfriend, uh, who she tells Jimmy she will be riding down to Brighton with. Uh, but when she arrives um, in Brighton, she spends a great deal of time with Jimmy. And during the riot... Um, uh, between the mods and the rockers that ensues um, when the uh, the police attempt to bring uh, it to an end uh, we see uh, both Jimmy and Steph share a intimate moment uh, in an alleyway after uh, escaping from being caught by the police um, they find themselves in the back garden uh, where they uh, as I say uh, share uh, an intimate moment with one another uh, however after Jimmy is detained, um, Steph rides back to London on the back of Jimmy's mod friend Dave's scooter. 
And uh, it is only after Jimmy is released and is sent home, after which he becomes depressed. Um, he's thrown out of his home by his mother. Uh, he quits his job and then spends his severance package on drugs. Um, and he's then reunited with his friends. Um, this is when he discovers that Steph is now Dave's girlfriend. And, of course, Jimmy, who loves Steph, um, does not take the news that his friend and Steph are now together uh, very well. Which leads Jimmy uh, to attacking Dave. Um, Jimmy does uh, attempt to talk to Steph and try and mend some fences with her. But, um, unfortunately, um, she's he is immediately rejected by her. Um, and not long after this, Jimmy, um, crashes his Lambretta scooter into a Royal Mail van. Um, and though he's almost killed in the accident, um, he's more concerned at the state of his scooter, which, um, appears to be unrideable and, um, and very much a symbol of, of Jimmy, uh, in, in many ways. Um, as a result of everything that he's been through, uh, Jimmy becomes increasingly emotionally unstable and, uh, obviously has a means to find some answers as to what he should do next, uh, now that he has no friends, no family and no Lambretta. He decides to take a train back to Brighton where he spends his time looking out to sea while walking along the sandy beach. Um, but when Jimmy goes into town and then he sees Ace Face, um, played by Sting, at his job as a bellboy at the Grand Brighton Hotel, he's horrified by what he sees, uh, so much so that he steals Ace Face's Vespa scooter uh, that is parked outside the hotel, and he rides it to the chalky white cliff edge at Beachy Head um, on the south coast of... Um, of England. And the final scene of the film is seemingly Jimmy riding towards the cliff edge um just before the the scooter um is seen crashing to the cliff top from the cliff top to the rocks below. And although the the ending is left ambiguous, um both the director Frank uh, Rodham and um, Phil Daniels, who plays Jimmy, uh, agree that Jimmy did not commit suicide in um, in this uh, in this attempt um, in this riding off the the Vespa of the cliff, um, and that it is more likely that he abandoned his mod life and went on to do something else with his life. Um, however, quite frankly. When I saw the final scene, I honestly did believe that Jimmy had killed himself. Quadrophenia has been confirmed to uh, be about a teenager, Jimmy Cooper, who suffers from schizophrenia, which is represented by four distinct personalities that Jimmy is seen acting out throughout the film. Though I did not realise this while watching the film for the first time, um, however, it is quite clear that Jimmy is someone who is struggling um, through some kind of psychological disorder, 
throughout the film. And at multiple times throughout the film, I find myself feeling even more sorry for Jimmy and um, empathising uh, with what he was obviously struggling with on a daily basis. Quadrophenia is a film that has honestly had a profound effect on me since I saw it for the first time just recently. And to be honest, I believe that is because of the amazing acting of um, Phil Daniels especially, and um, as his character Jimmy Cooper. Um, But why? Well, because, as I said, I feel as if I can truly empathise with Jimmy. Um, The things he felt, the need that he had to find a purpose in life that he was looking for, his struggle to be understood and to be loved by those who he cared about, the pain of rejection that so many of us have had to suffer through from trying to find the one for them. And um, honestly, I believe that Jimmy had killed himself at the end of the film. And knowing what I know now about his mental illness, I wouldn't have been surprised if he had killed himself. Uh, Even though the opinion is that Jimmy didn't, in fact, kill himself. But after suffering through all that we see him suffering through throughout the film, had Jimmy killed himself, then I'm sure that he felt as if he couldn't go on living the life that he'd been living for so long, Um, which to me... The parent was one of enduring pain um, and um, and profound sadness, actually. Um, and I have to say, uh, Quadrophenia is an absolutely amazing film. Um, I'm so glad that I waited to watch it and that I watched it for the first time now uh, when I'm uh, an adult. And I can fully understand the subtext of the, of the story of the film. And that I could be moved so emotionally um, as I have been um, by the film. Even though I've just seen this film, uh, I cannot wait to see it again. Why? Because, in my opinion, Quadrophenia is one of the best, one of the most impactful, and one of the most moving films that I think I've ever seen. So, if you've never seen the film, believe me, this is a film you simply have to see. Of course, as long as you feel able to go on this journey with a main character who at times is seen doing things that most people would choose not to do, me included. But Quadrophenia is a film that I will now count among my favourites. Because it both captures a place and a time, a culture... And also expertly gives us an insight into what it must have been like to live and what it must be like to live with mental illness and how incomparable that must be. And uh, yeah, Um, but I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you like what you heard and I'll talk to you again soon. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and uh, it's my great pleasure 
uh, to be able to announce to you uh, the publication of my new book of poetry, uh, which is entitled Poet of the Multiverse. Uh, now, Poet of the Multiverse is a collection of poems, um, some uh, that can be found on my website, markthepoet.me. Uh, however, some that can only be found exclusively within the pages of my new book, Poet of the Multiverse. Uh, however, one or two poems within um, you may have read if you've uh, read a copy of my first poetry collection, Poet of the Sphere. Uh, the intention of the poems within my new book, Poet of the Multiverse, uh, is to be a celebration of sorts. Uh, you see, it has been ten years since I got my first book, uh, Poet of the Sphere, published. And my journey as a writer from then to now has been incredible, amazing, unbelievable, fulfilling, gratifying and epic in so many ways. Uh, I've written 12 books since 2012, filled with poetry, short stories, novellas. However, no matter what I've written, poetry has always been my first love and the way that I choose to express myself and share the unfiltered inspiration within me. Since uh, 2022 marks the 10th anniversary of the publication of my first book, I decided to put together a brand new collection of poems that I hope give people an insight into who I am as a person, as a poet, as a writer, at the same time reflecting upon the poetic journey that I have been on since I first became an author. And uh, I hope that everybody enjoys reading every verse of the multitude of verses that can be found within the poems of my new book, Poet of the Multiverse. Um, just want to say that the paperback version of Poet of the Multiverse uh, will be out soon. Uh, but if you cannot wait to get yourself a copy, uh, then you can get a copy of the ebook version right now for Kindle. Uh, on Amazon uh, and all you need to do is just go to amazon.com uh, or amazon.co.uk if you're in the UK um, just search for um, Mark Hastings uh, or Poet of the Multiverse and I'm sure you will you will find um, the ebook version of um, of my new book and um, yeah it's been uh, been great putting together this collection and I really do hope that everybody who gets to um, pick up a copy or download a copy of my new book uh, enjoys uh, what they what they read um, and uh, yeah it's uh, it's been uh, a, a pleasure um, and um, an unbelievable experience um, being uh, a writer and an author over the last 10 years and um, I can't wait to find out for myself uh, what I'm going to write about next but uh, no matter what I write next uh, no matter what I do poetry will always be uh, a part of me it'll always be what I write what I think about uh, every day um, and uh, I always enjoy sharing every poem that I write and I hope that everybody who either reads or hears a poem that I've written enjoys 
what they read and enjoys what they uh, hear. Um, so, I just want to say um, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you like what you heard, and uh, I hope you will choose to uh, get yourself a copy of my new book, Poet of the Multiverse. Hi everyone, this is Mark. So I hope you did enjoy what you heard in this episode of the podcast. And uh, if you did and uh, you would like to enjoy more of my content, um, I'm uh, a writer, I'm a poet, and I'm an author. Uh, I've written 11 books of uh, poetry uh, and short stories and uh, short novels. So if you're interested in reading some of my poems, my short stories, or... Uh, the stories within my novels, then you can check them out online on Amazon or um, from the, the book depository or online at uh, Barnes & Noble. And uh, if you want to check out some of my re- most recent uh, poems, then if you head over to uh, markthepoet.me online, then you can check out some of my most recent poems and also some of the poems that I've written uh, in the past. Uh, But yeah, so uh, I hope you like what you heard and I'll touch you again soon.